Hey, it's Chris Terry from Gen Z Media. Did you know that one of our podcasts, The Big Fib, became a TV show on Disney Plus? Well, it's been renewed for a second season. We're, of course, still releasing episodes of the podcast. And the live action show, hosted by Yvette Nicole Brown, will have the new episodes up on Disney Plus very soon. And you can listen to the hilarious original where it all started on our website at gzmshows.com or wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. Let's play the game. The Big Fib. We're still on fire. Busting liars. But now, the Big Fib. From Cave Junction, Oregon, this is The Big Fib. And now your host, and the only woman ever to be kicked out of a one-woman show, Deborah <laughs> Goldstein. Welcome to The Big Fib, the game show where kids choose between the natural protective shelter of truth... And the eroded abyss of lies. I'm your host, Deborah Goldstein. And in the studio today is our sound effects robot, Lisa, which stands for Live in Studio Audience. Thank you, Deborah. I'm also a soon-to-be licensed driver. Okay, so what will you be licensed to drive? Myself. Robots have to take a test before we can drive ourselves on your human-made streets. Oh, like bicyclists have to know certain rules, like how to indicate which direction you're turning, like that? Sure, but robots have special rules, like traffic lights are suggestions. Hey, Hey, you! Stop! Uh, that doesn't sound safe. This is a loose translation from a version written by a Russian bot that I uploaded online. Oh, uh, maybe you should check your sources before you commit any of this to memory. But before you do that, can you tell us how our game works? Yes, but hold on, there's a pedestrian. Hey, get out of the way! (laughs) Okay, all right, so every week we bring on two grown-ups. One is an expert, the other, a liar. (laughs) And it's the job of a human child to help us figure out who is who. Because no one can spot a liar better than a kid. At least that's our sincere hope. What are we lying about today, Deborah? We are lying about caves, natural hollow spaces under the ground that's open to the surface. Lisa, have you ever been in a cave? Chapter 17, Article 12. Uh, I'm sorry, what's that? Those are the verified robot rules of the road as they relate to caves. Caves are a definitive no-go. Oh. Too damp. Oh, sure. Interesting that cave exploration is part of robot rules of the road. You wouldn't even find yourself in a cave if you were driving yourself around human roads. Have you ever heard about sinkholes, Deborah? Hmm. You could be driving yourself to the mall, putting on your lipstick, listening (laughs) to Taylor Swift shake it off, when all of a sudden you're sucked down through the roof of a cave. And then you have to call AAA Android Accident Assistance to get out of there because of the damp. Mm. The damp is not good, Deborah. Okay, got it. No caves. Luckily, you're in a safe studio environment where you can tell us about our contestant. Oh, yeah, this seems fine. Okay, good. Our human child contestant is an eight-year-old who loves Pokemon and climbing the walls in her house, Eliana Gall. Hi, Eliana, how are you? I'm good. Good, I'm so glad. So you like to climb the walls of your house? That sounds dangerous. Yes. Do you do that all the time? Yeah, I do it often. Do you ever get hurt? No. And your parents don't care that you're climbing the walls of your house? No. (laughs) Are you part spider monkey? 
Maybe. (laughs) How do you even get onto the wall in the first place? Do you take like a running start and then jump onto it? No, no. I I put my back against the wall and then one foot. And then I put the other foot up. And you shimmy up? Is that it? Yeah. Is this in a hallway? Yes. Yeah, you, you. She's hallway climbing, Deborah. Oh, I see. Yeah, I it's didn't a totally a different sport. sport. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Well, we want to know some more fun facts about you, Eliana. But we're going to play two truths and a lie, and you are going to tell us three facts about yourself. Except two of those facts will be true, and one will be a lie. And then Lisa and I have to figure out which one is the lie. Are you ready? Yes. Excellent, Eliana. Tell us your three facts. I have dual citizenship. I've been to California. I have been on the tallest roller coaster in the world. What do you think, Lisa? Dual citizenship. That means she's a citizen of two duels. No, it means she's a citizen of two countries. Oh, I thought she had just been in a couple of duels. No. Okay. Mm-mm. She's been to California. Mm-hmm. And something about a roller coaster? Yes, the tallest roller coaster in the world. I am going to say that she has never, ever, and I know this for a fact Mm. because I follow her around (laughs) into California. Okay, interesting. All right, Eliana, which one of those things is a lie? I have been to California. You got it right, Lisa? Unbelievable. Yeah, that's why I follow all the kids around all the time. No, he doesn't. So I know when they're lying. He does not. But it does mean that you are a citizen of two countries. Which countries? Canada and New Jersey. And New Jersey country. Mm, Very good. Two of my favorite countries. And so Canada also. Have you been to Canada? Oh, yes. Oh, Canada. My two best friends live there. Oh, that's so nice. So you can go and visit. Yeah. Okay. I think you're ready to do some serious cave exploration. Lisa, can we get some welcome music for our cave experts? Okay, experts, come on in, crawl out of that hole that you live in. Nice, I like that, catchy. Our first expert is Nicole Upton. Please introduce yourself to Eliana. Hi, I'm Nicole. I am a professor of geology and environmental science at Montclair State. Okay, thank you, Nicole. Let's meet our second expert, Francois Randonea. Francois, please introduce yourself to Eliana. Hi, Eliana. My name is Francois Randonea, and I'm a cave explorer. Okay, very interesting. <laughs> Drop it like it's hot. Tell us about those echoing sound waves, Lisa. It's hot. Time, 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 time. Nice. Yes, that's where we put our experts on the hot seat while they answer Eliana's questions. Lisa, who should we put on the hot seat first? Nicole Upton, because Upton Funk is gonna get ya. (laughs) (laughs) Eliana, what questions do you have for Nicole? What do you do on an average Monday? Nice. An average Monday, I'm in my office in the classroom, but I do try to get the students out caving as much as possible I just feel like you can't fully understand the world of caves without being in them. But other than that, uh, we also have labs on Mondays. So I bring in samples that I've gotten from when I was caving, and we look at them there. You bring in a sample cave? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, really tiny in a test tube. Oh, I want a tiny cave. (laughs) Yeah. No, just uh, geological samples, like rocks and stuff. Okay, I got it. Gotcha. Minerals, crystals, et cetera. Rocks and stuff is my favorite store. (laughs) (laughs) I bet it is. 
This is for Francois. Where are some of the places caves can be found? So caves can be found throughout the world, and they're formed by many different methods. But the largest and most complex caves are called solution caves and are formed by uh, carbon dioxide dissolved in water. But all over the world you can find a cave. Is that what you're saying? Yes. They're everywhere. So watch where you step. (laughs) Ah, my ankle! I'm in a cave! No, you're not. <laughs> We're not on the roads either. Oh. Okay, Eliana, go ahead. This is for Nicole. What types of animals live in caves? So the cave dwellers, the ones that spend their whole lives in caves, are called troglobites. And there's all kind of funny animals, <laughs> um, like glowworms. Um, there's even one called blindfish that have they don't have any eyes. And, wow. And they have no color. But then there's also a bunch of animals that they call them troglophiles. They they love caves. But they don't spend their whole lives in caves. So there's bats. You know, we think of bats in caves and kinds of spiders and cave crickets and some reptiles. So they think like, oh, that's a nice place to visit, but I wouldn't want to live there kind of thing. Yeah. And people often think of bats living their whole lives in caves, mm-hmm. but, you know, they don't. We see them out and about as well. They go to the movies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's true. Francois, what are some of the specific tasks you do for your job? It was funny that you mentioned you like to climb walls because some of the things we like to do is when we have a tight fissure, we'll do something we call chimneying, and that's pressing our backs and our feet against opposing walls to climb. We're exploring to look for maybe some new formations or animals or to visit a new passage or uh, to map a cave further. Uh, so there's a many different things we do when we go exploring in the caves. To map a cave, can't you just use Waze or something? <laughs> Unfortunately, it doesn't work that underground that well. Ugh. You got to use Cave Quest. <laughs> That's it. This is for Francois. What is a stalactite and what is a stalagmite? So a stalactite is basically a flowstone that comes from the ceiling as water finds small cracks and builds into like a thin icicle-looking formation. And then a stalagmite is from the opposing drip that forms underneath sometimes a stalagmite or just from a crack from above. And that one rises up from the floor. So one easy way to remember that is a stalactite holds tightly to the ceiling and a stalagmite rises mightily from the floor. How do columns form in caves? So columns form from, you'll have a stalactite that's forming, and that also creates a stalagmite underneath it. And then eventually, if there's enough time, you'll have it join into a column. So the stalactite and stalagmite will meet up and join up as a column. Hey, Deborah. Yeah? Knock, knock. Who's there? Stalagmite. Stalagmite who? Stalagmite form into a column. (laughs) (laughs) Boom! Cave joke! (laughs) Good one. Nicole. How do ice caves and sea caves form? Um, Well, sea caves are formed by wave action along coastlines, just erosion from the kind of constant uh, movement of the waves. And then ice caves are glacial. um, So it's the pressure put upon them by glaciers moving and kind of carving them out. Cool. This is for both of you. Is there a cave you haven't been that you would like to explore? Yeah, I mean... A ton. (laughs) For me, I mean, one of the largest single caves um, on Earth is in Vietnam. I've seen pictures of it, and I've heard people who have been there telling me about it, and I would be really excited to go there. 
It has a jungle and a river inside of it. Whoa. Um, yeah, and it can fit a 40-story skyscraper Come inside. On. It's, 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 a, it's not really a cave system. It's like a single um, cavern, and um, it would be very cool to explore that. For um, sure. Yeah. A cool place to bring your skyscraper. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Always looking for a place to put that. <laughs> Francois, how about you? So I'd love to study that cave as well. Uh, Lechuguilla is a very famous cave in the United States that um, it's also the deepest in the U.S. And that has lots of beautiful formations and it has a restricted access to get in. So that would be great if I could get on an expedition to visit that one. Wait, why does it have a restricted access? Like they don't let everybody in there? That's correct. Um, it's to protect uh, the formations and they're very special cave and um Many of the caves are on uh, properties that are controlled either by uh, private ownership or on government property. And in this case, uh, it's uh, protected to just to make sure that nothing happens to the formations inside because they're so special. Yeah, I've been there. It's amazing. This is for both of you. Is being in a cave scary? Great question. You know, I always get excited. It might be, you know, you you said you were on the big roller coaster. Like it might be that kind of feeling where you're sort of a little scared, but also really excited um, because it opens up this whole underground world. Um, and a scary kind of experience I had, I was caving in Indiana and we were um, moving through a passageway that was kind of getting getting narrower, which is not uncommon. So we were kind of scrambling, but there'd been a lot of rainfall <laughs> that week. Uh, so there's sort of a trickle running towards us. And um, at some point, I guess that, that that water had been held back by a rock formation because it seemed to break loose and the trickle became rushing water. Oh, no! Yeah, so um, we quickly decided we were no longer moving forward, but we had to sort of scramble backward as water was running into our face. And um, it was, yeah, it was kind of a little nerve-wracking. But, you know, I always go with people. <laughs> so you're not you're not in there alone. Um, you know, you take safety precautions, certainly. I've been fortunate to never uh, have been in a circumstance where I felt truly at, at danger. Good. You know, as Nicole said, I go into caves with friends and fellow cavers, and we kind of support each other. And each of us has um, a strength. So sometimes we run into uh, an underground pond or lake that we have to swim through, and some of us are better at swimming, and some are better climbers. So we build off each other's trust and strength to uh, provide support in the times when we're feeling more concerned about a particular obstacle. That sounds cool to have friends. <laughs> you have friends. <laughs> It's time for the Shorts on Fire round when our experts have to answer as many questions as they can before time runs out. Experts, try not to cave under pressure. Okay, Eliana, we're going to start with Nicole. Ask your Shorts on Fire questions now. Which U.S. state is nicknamed the Cave State? South Dakota. Is a cavern the same thing as a cave? Uh, no, actually, a cavern is a larger chamber in a cave system. How deep can a cave be until the pressure is too great? Uh, it depends a little bit on the type of overlying rock, because some are weaker than others, but it can be about 7,200 feet. What are the small, round cave pearls made of? Soup. <laughs> uh, mostly calcite, magnesium, iron, aluminum, quartz. Name one natural way a cave is formed. Erosion. Where is the cave of crystals that has crystals up to 50 feet long? Uh, Lou Ray Caverns in Virginia. 
That's all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Okay. Now, Lisa, please restart the timer for Francois. Uh, Deborah, I can do that. Thank you ever so much. Eliana, are you ready? Yes. You can ask Francois your shorts on fire questions now. What is the deepest known cave? A Krubera cave in the country of Georgia, 7,200 feet. Which superhero goes to work in a bat cave? Batman. What is the most important tool or piece of equipment you use? A headlamp. What kind of mineral build up makes a long, thin sheet of colored stripes called cave bacon? Uh, Calcite, calcium carbonate. True or false, all three of the world's longest cave systems are in North America. True. You can go cave diving in what kind of caves? Sea caves. Do people still live in caves? Some, yes. Jeff. And that is time. Time's up. That is not Jeff. Jeff lives in a cave. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. You both rocked it. It's decision time. Now our contestant, Eliana, must survey the facts she's heard and fish her out who's lying. Eliana, who is the liar liar pants on a big fibber? Francois. <gasps> because I did some research and um, I don't think any people live in caves anymore. I see. What about Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> we don't know Jeff. Oh, okay. okay. Will the actual cave expert please tell us who you are? That would be me. Oh my gosh, really? That is true. Unfortunately, Eliana Francois Erandonea is an experienced caver with the Northern New Jersey Grotto of the National Speleological Society. Oh my goodness. Let's do some fact checking and figure out what happened here. Francois, what hollow facts did Nicole share? (laughs) (laughs) So normally we try not to take anything out of caves. It's destructive and damaging. Um, The state with the most caves is actually Tennessee with about 10,000 caves. Wow. And uh, the crystal cave that you mentioned is actually in Mexico and not uh, Luray Caverns, West Virginia. Nice. Okay. And uh, what about you, Nicole? What lies from the dark zone did you tell? A ton. (laughs) Um, I have obviously never been to the cave that Francois mentioned that has limited access. I don't even remember what you said (laughs) what cave that was. Uh, Yeah, and then, uh, you know, everything he caught, and I'm sure more. He caught all your lies. I'm sure more of what I said was not. Oh, I think that the pressure, I just made that number up. (laughs) Yes. Do you know, Francois, what that is when the pressure is too great? I think the uh, theoretical limit is around 9,800. 9,800 feet. feet. That's a theoretical, though, Deborah. We don't know. Just don't go there. (laughs) Don't go there. Very good. And uh, for the record, I I would have some fear in going there. (laughs) Yeah, me too. And what about this fact about people living in caves that Eliana was pretty sure doesn't really happen? Does that really happen, Francois, that people live in caves? Certainly there were Native Americans that did live in caves. I can't say for sure they still do on those areas. Uh, And there are some um, uh, people who have built houses in caves, but it's a stretch a bit. So there can be people who do live in caves, and there are people who live in remote areas in the world who do live in caves. That's a fact, isn't it? Yes. And the cave state, Francois, what is the cave state? Do you know? It is Missouri. It is Missouri. 
Uh, not South Dakota. Not, it, it is Missouri, which is interesting because you said Tennessee has the most caves, right? But people would argue that, but yes, because Missouri also has a lot of caves. I see. People are just very argumentative. <laughs> no, they aren't. Okay, I see what you did there. We've tunneled our way to the end of our game. Thank you to our contestant, Eliana, who is a pillar of fact-finding. Thank you to our expert and liar, Francois and Nicole, and to Lisa, who is talented to a fault. And of course, many thanks to our listeners tuning into the Big Fib, where the truth is always the solution, and abyss is just abyss. The Big Fib is a production of Gen Z Media. Check us out online at gzmshows.com where you can find more great Gen Z podcasts. Find out how you can participate and leave questions for me to answer on Ask Lisa. And follow us on social media at The Big Fib Podcast for behind-the-scenes photos and more true facts. I'm in a cave. It's creepy. Hey, it's Chris Terry. Sneaking in at the end of your show to let you know that we have a new website for Gen Z Media. GZMshows.com is our new home on the web where you can listen to all of our podcasts, buy scripts, t-shirts, mugs, and more. You can even hear trailers from our upcoming releases months before they come out. Check out the new site at GZMshows.com. That's the letter G, the letter Z, Z if you're Canadian like me, and the letter M, shows.com. Thanks again for listening. Give me a C!